Thanks for listening to Middle Aged and Mediocre. I'm Cash. I'm Joel. And uh, we are a podcast about all things strange and unusual, death, UFOs, and other creepy, Cults, weird, random shows. There you go. Yeah. Not uh, just naming things in the room. Oh my god. There's a cult of ghosts. Middle-aged mediocre. I'm Cash, joined as always by that guy over there with the plastic brass knucks. This motherfucker. He is in a mood. <laughs> he is wearing the plastic. Uh, I mean, I guess you would have to call them plastic brass knuckles. Yeah. Whatever they are, plastic knucks. But I call them knucks because I'm straight from the street. But I had them laying on my desk, and you put them on immediately. I you have changed, man. <laughs> I'm just drawn to them. You are a new person. With That's all ones. I need right there. I think I've created a monster. <laughs> yep. I've already punched a box in here. Yeah. I mean, I'm, you're gonna I, leave. I hit the monitor by accident. You're going to have to leave those for the good of society. Oh, uh, what? I don't trust you out there. No the way. World. I'm going to keister them. <laughs> oh, no. I shouldn't tell you. But you shouldn't. <laughs> have you already keistered them? <laughs> I'm wearing them. Yeah, but I have my back turned for oh, a minute. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I, I tested them up there. Oh, yeah. Back on. <laughs> they look misshaped. Misshapen? I they look deformed. Know. We're back. We're back. And hey, this week we can cuss and things. Fuck yeah. <laughs> no kid show this week. Those little cocksuckers ain't got their show last week. Oh. Poop. <laughs> I cussed the one time. I'm still, I can't believe I did it. Yep. And, and I had this to go time in. I won't cuss one time. I had to go in and put farts. <laughs> farts are funny. Into the Coraline episode. Farts are so fucking funny. Uh, so speaking of the Coraline episode, uh, if you haven't watched that already, it's uh, the YouTube video is up. You can watch it. You can listen to the audio version on Spotify, Apple, and all that stuff. But a uh, fun little stat about the YouTube video. Um, it tells you uh, like what the average view duration is. Yeah. Uh, and... Out of the amount of views we've had, uh, the average view duration is 2 minutes and 16 seconds. <laughs> so the intro, where you don't see us yet, yeah, it just is the title screen, that takes up like a probably <laughs> a good 30 seconds or so. So <laughs> that means people are finding this video, seeing the, int- the title, and being like, hmm, The Haunting of Coraline Jones. That sounds <laughs> interesting. I wonder what this is. And then within a minute or so of seeing us... Oh. They're like, this is not for me. That doesn't make me feel very good. <laughs> I don't know what that stat was meant to accomplish. But. Uh, pretty much that. Man, I'm yeah. going to punch myself with these nuts. Yeah, so, uh, you know, I don't know how <laughs> people can see us and not just want to see more. Yeah, we're good boys. But we're going to keep pushing through. Yeah. We will not be defeated by numbers. Nah. Because we don't. I'm a friend of numbers. We don't know many of them. I gotta like to say, like, math, you know, I was so good at math. When it was just numbers. Well, you like to do math. Yeah, but before. then they started introducing letters within with the numbers. It's like Y, X, Y over Y. X. But why? I've never understood it. Me neither. Just leave it at numbers. And then they get like weird little symbols. Yeah, you don't put numbers in letters, or not usually. Nope. <laughs> but unless you're like the Greek alphabet, I think it has some ah, number well, looking things. Bitch, I Greek. Look, language is weird. <laughs> Numbers are weird. Yeah. Nothing's real. Yeah. It's all a construct of man, yep. man. It's just all all made to just keep us down, hold us down. Pretty much. So like, we're going to make this guy think he's dumb about math because he doesn't know letters. And they did it. What? <laughs> that time, doesn't make sense. For the longest time, I thought I was pretty dumb about math. Yeah. And then I had a phone that... 
you know, just have the calculator <laughs> yeah, and it. Google, and I can find the answers to I'm, anything. I'm really good at math. I can just keep the letters out. All those years of teachers saying, you know, you're going to have to learn this because it's not like you're going to be able to walk yeah. around with pen and paper in your hand all the time. Yeah. You were right, teacher. <laughs> but I am going to have a phone that gives Computer. me all of the information in the Computer. world. Computer in your little pocket. So, with that being said, what's been going on, man? Fucking... I don't know. Okay. <laughs> just stuff. Just living a life. Yeah, L-I-V-I-N. Mm-hmm. Yep. Mm-hmm. Living. Just living. I had uh, the... I emceed the parade. Yeah, how'd that go? MacArthur, I mean... <laughs> it was a parade! Was it a parade? It brought the motherfucking people out! Did you... So, do you, like, tell... Like, are you doing, like, a comedy set? Or no. are you just being like, there's another car? I did it. I did a course for that, for the Christmas parade in that one town I already forgot about. But this was like a Carlin Haggerty thing. He did most of it. Okay. He's really good at this because he knew the people. And there's so many fucking queens. I mean, just, you know, a parade. Yeah. And then, like, he needed a break. And then I started, like, introducing, like, the baseball team. So I got to fuck with little kids and stuff, which was fun. Okay. Because there's one there called, like, the Swag Monsters. And I just have a microphone. And I'm like... Coming up now, give it up for the 12 and then their swag monsters. Like, you guys don't look very swaggy. And they'd have to get extra swaggy. And the one, they were like throwing candy. And I was like, give it up for the 10 and then their Vikings. I'll see your arm, kids. And the one kid like held up his arm. (laughs) He didn't throw the candy. He just held his arm up. And I said, throw the candy, Junior. Like on necessary roughness. Yeah, yeah. It, I, a, it sounds awful. <laughs> it, it was hot. They like, they're like, we're gonna put you right in the middle of the street with the sun just beating down on you. And uh, yeah, I mean, Carlin did really good. And like I said, I would just, I kind of had the thing, and I was like showing him names, or if I see a name, I'd shout it to him. So it just help out. I, you know, it's something to do. Yeah, but I like to put myself <laughs> through that kind of stuff. I mean. Who, how many people can say that they emceed a parade at the Wild Turkey Festival? You. How many people? Well, you and Carlin. Yeah. So there's two. I wish I had these nucks then. Oh, those kids <laughs> would have been in serious danger yeah. if you would have had those nucks then. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, it's just weird to me that uh, there's a... Uh, Parade. We're going to talk about parades. Okay. In today's story, actually. everybody loves a parade. That's what I. <laughs> I had to remind the lady in charge. I was like, "Hey, calm down. Everyone loves a parade. Like, no one gives a shit." Our they're story gonna, today. Throw candy at them. They're happy. Our story today is going to prove your your statement wrong. Really? Yeah. That'll be a first. Well, friend. Then. <laughs> Me being proud. My neck. Oh. See, even talk about being prudent. Middle age, my neck. Middle age is fucked today, guys. We're living up our up to our name. I can't page. really turn my head to the right to the YouTube camera. Well, those per- oh, hosting so parades is tough work. Oh, yeah, it really took it out of me. Uh, well, let's just since you know this is a good lead-in since our yeah. story does involve a parade, so uh, we'll get into it. Uh, but we gotta take an ad this time because it's not them cocksucking kids gone. So <laughs> <laughs> we can do ads too and make money off this one. Yeah, we gave those kids. <laughs> A free show. This they gave week, us a minute and a fucking half. This week we gotta we gotta take a back. Yeah, yeah. We'll have an ad break at some point this All week. All right. Uh, so uh, I su- I know you. I am pretty sure you do. But you watch college football, right? Yeah, not so, as much as I used to. I who's used- your uh, Who's your team? Oh, okay. I O. Yeah, I'm here. Same here. High State. Uh, any Any thoughts on uh, Notre Dame's team? I mean, from like the '90s and stuff. 
Rudy. Rudy. Okay. Yeah. Uh, I don't. I don't really. I know they're on NBC. They got touchdown Jesus. So this story. This story uh, might make you a fan of Notre Dame, at least a little bit. Maybe not. I had a Notre Dame sweatshirt growing up. I was a fan. Okay. So Rudy. Rudy. We're Rudy. gonna go back to the 1920s. Oh wow. Uh, hundred years ago. Hundred years ago. Century. Yeah. Wow. Holy shit. Yeah. A century. What did I just see the other day that was turning 10? Uh, oh, I think like the first Guardians of the Galaxy movie. Oh, yeah? It's turning 10 years old, and like, it just seems like it came out. Did you yell, nerd? I cried because uh, passing of time. Well, the, th- the last one's out now, right? Yeah. Yeah. The third one. Yep. Probably the last one. I don't know. Uh, Batista says he ain't coming back. Yeah. I did go watch, uh, before we get into this, I watched the new Evil Dead. Evil Dead Rises. I heard it's pretty. Uh, Evil Dead Rise. Yeah, Evil Dead Rise. Probably. Was, I, mean, I thought it was Jessica Biel as the mom. I can see. I can see where you would think yeah. that. Uh, it's good. It's really. It is gory. Like so much blood. Yeah. Uh, they kind of showed everything in the in the trailer though. They they show you a lot in the trailer. One out of five hot dogs. How many are you giving it? <laughs> Three and a half hot dogs. <laughs> Three and a half hot dogs. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Uh, it's good though. It is uh, definitely got some creepy moments. I like going back and watching trailers after I watch the movie because it seems like all trailers are like that. Yeah, they like show a scene that they show something from like last two minutes or something. In the yeah, really, the last and... movie that didn't do that was Barbarian. Yeah, uh, and that played out very well by yeah. not showing you really what was going, what you were in for. Yeah, when it showed when Justin Long came on the screen, you're like, "What the? Fuck? Yeah, he's in that. What is what, happening? What movie is this? Yeah. Uh, so yeah, even it goes back and like it uses a lot of the same, um, uh, like camera techniques from the original Evil Dead yeah. movies. Uh, takes place in the city though, so it's like a new setting. But yeah, it's really good. Um, I would rec- yeah, three and a half hot dogs. All right. Definitely worth a watch, but I'm hungry. Now. I'll wait for it to come out on uh, streaming to watch it. <laughs> so, yeah, we're going back to 1920s. Right. Uh, in 1922, in Indiana, uh, Indiana had the largest Ku Klux Klan organization in America. It was Whoa, led. Good job. It was led by a uh, guy named D.C. Stevenson, and he saw the Klan as a political party and had big plans for it. Yeah, big plans for the Klan. Yeah. Big clan plans. Big clan plans. Okay. <laughs> Big clan plans. Big clan plans. Uh, Stevenson Austin made political attacks on foreigners and Catholics, and there were many in the Republican Party who supported the Klan's message. Uh, glad we don't live in that world. Yeah. <laughs> so in Indiana during the 1924 election cycle, uh, the Klan was the most active political force at the time. Stevenson had his members spread throughout Indiana. Uh, canvassing neighborhoods to find out who was in favor of the Klan and who wasn't. So they would just basically go and do surveys. Like this guy Hall in WCW. Yeah. Yeah. Survey time. Yep. Uh, you know, who's here for the, what was it? Like, the good guys yeah. or the bad guys? And, then, and this, you know, I guess the Klan would see themselves as the good guys in this situation. They're not. They're not. Uh, so after surveying Indiana, the only area that concerned the Klan was South Bend. Which was one of the few cities. That's where Notre Dame is. That's where Notre Dame is, and it was one of the few cities that had a strong Catholic presence. Uh, presence, but Stevenson wasn't that concerned because uh, South Bend also had a strong Protestant pre- presence, uh, and the Klan was already firmly embedded in South Bend. So uh, 
the clan leader in South Bend was actually always meeting his recruitment quotas because they have those. Wow. So, you know, you got to get the people. Now you're getting yelled at for not getting the <laughs> Yeah. You got to find some more dumbass white people, Carl. They're everywhere. Yeah. Throw a stick. You'll hit three of them. Imagine being called in for that <laughs> meeting where you're just being like, yeah, like, you know, Carl, I can't, I can't express to you how many, how important this is. You got one job, Carl. Yeah. <laughs> These black people aren't going to hate themselves, Carl. We got to get out there. These Catholics. So, Stevenson decided that it would be beneficial. Like, all, just all that fucking organization just for fucking hate. For hate, yeah. Yeah, just like, use it, just, <laughs> like, maybe use it for something else. Uh, yeah. Just, you know, <laughs> maybe. You got a just, lot of energy, I feel like. You got, yeah. you got a lot of organizational skills. <laughs> uh, have you thought about maybe applying it for good? Yeah, just, just. Peace and love, man. <laughs> Understanding. Fuck that shit. But Stevenson decided that it would be beneficial to hold a Klan rally in South Bend, Indiana, as his rallies, also known as Claverns. Claverns. With the K, of course. Oh, yeah, okay. Uh, that's what the rallies were. Okay, KK. They would always draw <laughs> large numbers and they would last usually an entire week. Uh, so the plan was... Motherfuckers love that shit. <laughs> the plan was to stage a parade right through South Bend where they would spread their anti-Catholic rhetoric. Uh, and they were hoping to incite so violence. So this is the KKK, but they're more against Catholics than just, say, black. So at the time... Uh, black people. I don't mean to... At the time, they were... Because, um, I mean, basically... You weren't, uh, you know, if you were Catholic, then you shared somewhat different religious values than yeah. a Christian, you know, so how they, dare you? Catholics stand up a lot during their church shit. The Christians <laughs> are like, don't be all standy uppy, uppity. You can't be uppity without standing up. God buddy. made God made <laughs> church pews for a reason. Yeah, use put, them. Put your butt in them. Don't be standing up. Oh man, I went to a Catholic church once. It was just stand up, sit down, stand up, sit down. Uh, <laughs> Make up your mind, Jesus. Uh, okay, but yeah, yeah, the KKK they were more against the, the Catholics. So part, yeah, that was they were against the Catholics. Uh, you know, the Catholics, Jews. Uh, African Americans, uh, just anybody that's not Christian you know, white. Yeah. Uh, so they also hoped to be able to incite some violence because they had found that anytime there were like there was fighting during the clan's presence, the membership would increase because you know more people would like people that had world star people that had that hate in their heart. Yeah, would would see the fighting and be like, they're fighting people I I feel a kinship with. Yeah. <laughs> you know, a k k k kinship with, <laughs> and they would join up. So the parade was scheduled to take place 11 days after the primary elections. Uh, during the primary elections, Klan-supported Republicans defeated many mainstream Republicans uh, because if there's one thing America truly, truly loves, it's hate and racism. Yeah, USA. At our core. USA. Oh, boy, can we get behind that? <laughs> uh, Build a wall. So Stevenson had his robed followers attached to the, this is this is amazing. Uh, so he sent he sent his you know his clansmen um, out and they would basically write down like on a pamphlet I guess or just you know whatever like they would write down who they wanted people to vote for. Yeah. They'd use a clothespin to uh, clip it and then they just throw it at people's doors. 
And so many people at the time, like, in this area, like, they just didn't really give a shit. Like, they weren't, like, you know, political action wasn't really the top priority. Sure. So they were, like, a lot of people walked out, saw, like, this name, and they were like, yeah, it sounds like, I'll vote for them. Yeah. Because, <laughs> you know. It's written on a piece of paper. Yeah. It's right there. Free clothespin. Yeah. Nobody else is giving out free clothespins. Uh, so the Klan would go on to take five of the seven county seats. Uh, in Indiana, the Klan decidedly swept the election. So at the time, a priest named Matthew Walsh was the president of Notre Dame University. Uh, he was concerned for his students about the up- upcoming Klan rally and addressed his concerns with two of his most trusted uh, priests. He asked him to meet with chief of police in South Bend, who was named Lawrence Lane, and discuss the upcoming rally like to address their concerns. Uh-huh. Uh, Lane was a Catholic. Most of his sheriffs, though, were Protestants. Uh, Lane responded by telling the priest that there was nothing to be worried about because the Klan didn't have a permit to hold a parade. So the most they could do was basically just to get together in South Bend and hang out, you know? Yeah. He's like, we ain't going to let them parade. If they want to get together, though, they can come down, hang out. They're going to stand still. Yeah, they're not going to They're not going to be walking. Uh -uh. No, no. No no organized walking. Not my watch. I got this walk watch. They ain't on it. (laughs) To reassure the priests, Lane stated that if the Klan did attempt to hold a parade, you know, without a permit, he would assign enough manpower to put a stop to it. And that if it really came to it, he would authorize the use of a machine gun and tear gas. Oh, shit. To handle some shit. Maybe try to tear gas first? <laughs> no, no, no. Like, oh, we machine gun them all down, then we tear gas them. You got to use those together. Okay. That's a combo right. move. Uh, this... I've never been a police officer, so I don't know these things. This further concerned the priests. Because they were hoping for more of a peaceful solution yeah. to the concerns. How words? Do you guys understand? <laughs> yeah. huh? They were hoping for more of like a lawful yeah. uh, authority, you know, stepping up to be like you, you know, to take care of it. Other than <laughs> we'll shoot them all. Yeah, we got machine guns. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, and tear gas, of course. At the time, there was an organization. Uh, it may still be around, but at the time, there was, a, <laughs> there was an organization called the American Unit Unity League. Uh, It was formed in Chicago. Uh, It opposed the Klan. It was not fond of the Klan's bullshit. Uh, The AUL was led by Patrick O'Donnell, an ex-football player nicknamed Mad Patrick. Uh, Oh, they should have named him Matrick. 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 (laughs) And they they would release a regular newsletter called Tolerance uh, that would often include headlines that were basically, like, mocking the Klan and, like, you know, taking shots out of here yeah. and there. And they would also, Patrick would get his hands on stolen lists of clan members oh, and then print them in the newsletter. Yeah. So that way, people would know if their neighbors were in the See, clan. That's the thing. These motherfucking, like, they still have, like, now that, like, the clan's going to, like, the transgender, like, yeah. book reading. Yeah. But they're all like, why you got masks on? Right. Well, fucking show yourself. If you're fucking so. And I was going to talk about it later, but, like,. Not only are there still just, like, outright clan groups, but there's a lot of groups now that have kind of taken that, you know, where they're like, well, let's ditch the robes and the stereotypical clan stuff. Yeah. And, you know, you got, like, the Proud Boys. Yeah, you got military, the Boogaloo Boys. Almost. You got all those alt-right groups. Yeah. That are still spreading the same messages, but they dress differently. Um so, yeah. With, and I would just like to say to the good boys, the good boys. we got nothing to do with any of that. No, no, no. no. GBS. Right, we we opposes. peace, love, understanding, 
I will. You do you. Leave me the fuck alone. I will punch a proud boy. <laughs> yeah, we'll punch in oh, his anybody, proud yeah. little face. Yep. Uh, with Nazi, stupid KKK, fucking haircuts. Punch him fucking all. Yeah. Uh, boogaloo boys with your Boo, like, dumb fuck fucking you. Hawaiian shirts. <laughs> fuck you. Uh, so he would release. We're the good boys. Keep our brass knuckles back <laughs> off. We're the one of good boys. He would release these names. Uh, often though, he was kind of just uh, going with the. Um, uh, what's like if you're, what's the shitty, uh, like if you're dating, um, if you're just like throwing your, if you're just asking every girl in the bar, yeah, because uh, hopefully one of them will, yeah, the odds yes. or whatever. He was basically just like he would pretty much just print like every Everybody. name. <laughs> He's like some of these, most of these people have to be in there, and then every newsletter would include along with the list of Docs and Ball, like God sort him out. <laughs> he is would, what I said. He would include retractions <laughs> to where he was like, well, actually, this person isn't, this person isn't, but they were also on the list. So then, unless the like you would have to like make sure you were doing your own work of comparing the list, yeah. to see who he had messed up and said was a clan member. <laughs> so it was like, it sounds good in theory, but he didn't really. <laughs> so to many, he was considered reckless. And his group did more damage to the cause. Yeah, because I wonder if that would cause some people to be like, fine, if you think I'm in the fucking KKK, then I'm just going to do it. Or it kind of gets to the point where you're, you don't know who to, if you realize, like, if, if you print a list of names and say it's got 200 names on it, and 70 of those were wrong, yeah. you start to go, well, were any of these right? Yeah. So then you just think the whole thing's bullshit, yeah. and now you've defeated the purpose. Uh, Way to go, dickhead. So, good intentions. Thanks for nothing. Good intentions, <laughs> not great delivery. Uh, he had come to South Bend a year earlier and delivered a speech where he stated, Indiana will be the next battleground between Catholics and the Klan. Which side are you on? Will you fight alongside me in this holy war? Our work will be difficult because your government will not be neutral in this battle. Your government has been taken over by the Klan. You now live in a Klan republic. While, he, while a lot of people thought he was crazy for saying this, a year later, it turned out that he was correct. No. Uh, and, you know, today, it turns out he is correct. Uh, quite a lot of people in government definitely help these hate groups along. Yeah. Uh, while many originally attended his speech just out of curiosity, by the end of it, many were standing up and cheering him on, especially the students. They were ready to, quote, get the Klan. Uh, days before the rally, a new issue of Tolerance was published by the AUL with a headline that read, Shocking South Bend Klan membership roles revealed. And it included a huge list of Klansmen in South Bend, listing many individuals that the students knew, like the university barber. The students immediately went to his barber shop, smashed all the windows, to cut it out, <laughs> and destroyed his barber shop. Damn. Uh, in the past, Notre Dame's approach to anti Catholic messaging was to simply ignore it. But it was seeming more and more like that was not going to be an option this time. So Matthew Walsh had been corresponding with Mad Patrick and had taken a liking to him. Uh, he had seen that while Patrick had some outrageous claims, much of what he said was proving to be true. To celebrate the upcoming rally, the Klan put up a big red electric cross, just a bunch of bulbs, yeah. you know, in the window of their third-story office where their Klan quarters were stationed. I called it the Klan quarters. I don't know what they called it. Uh... But yeah, so they're like in this building. There's a grocery store at the bottom of it, and then on the third floor they have their little office. Yeah, where they have their little headquarters. And they have their little meetings. And they yeah, like, and they, we hate everybody. It's not us. And they put this red electric cross up in the window. So Klansmen began arriving in South Bend on a Friday night, and while they were typically welcomed with open arms when they would arrive someplace in a new town, 
In South Bend, they were greeted by a group of local kids pretty much telling them to get the fuck out of South Bend. Uh, The following day, on May 17th, 1924, students who lived off campus woke up to see men dressed in white robes standing on Main Street directing traffic. So many Klansmen were showing up, they had to direct them where to go, where to park, everything. So there's just like... I'm like, you can go to hell. You, oh, you go to hell. Well, no, it's a clan. You, like, other clans been directed. <laughs> I know. I was just. But like, instead of cops being out there to kind of like, uh-huh. you know, keep shit under control, it's just other clans. It's just clans. Like they're directing traffic. They're uh, yeah, deciding who, where you know. Fuck that. They're get, They're setting up. Uh, fuck that. The rumor going around was that the clan was planning on holding the parade, whether they had a permit or not. Proving once again what I always say. That permits are not the most optimal weapon against racism. <laughs> yeah, you just... <laughs> <laughs> you have said that. It would also really, uh, I think, put a damper on your group as, like, a hate group who had, like... Because, you know, to them, they're fighting for this cause that they truly believe in. Yeah, like, oh, we didn't get a permit, now, if, <laughs> if the lack of permit made them go, well, shucks. <laughs> Guess we can't do it here. Yep. Like, that really kind of just... It's not going to work. Yeah. So, the Notre Dame students began to fill the streets, and they were getting pissed to see all of the Klansmen pouring in. Uh, Matthew oh, Walsh... Dude, I would get so fucking pissed <laughs> if I saw that shit downtown or something. Yeah. Like, I'd have to leave. Like, I, I, I don't know. Uh, yeah, I don't, I just feel I don't like... think I could help myself from saying things yeah. and starting shit. Yeah. Uh, Fuck those guys. So, Matthew Walsh attempted to prevent any violence by asking students to remain in their homes... And released a statement that read, quote, It has been rumored that the Ku, the Ku Klux Klan, worst name ever, is to have some sort of gathering in the vicinity of South Bend this evening. There is also a rumor to the effect that there may be a parade of the Klan in South Bend. Attempts by the Klan to flaunt its strength has resulted in riotous situations, sometimes in the loss of life. However aggravating the appearance of the Klan may be, remember that lawlessness begets lawlessness. Lawlessness. The place for the Notre Dame men this afternoon and tonight is on the Notre Dame campus. While Walsh thought his statement would settle the students down, it had the opposite effect. Yeah. Students now were like, oh, so these motherfuckers want to riot? Yeah. Okay. See, I, I could get his point too. Like, just let them have their fucking parade. Get them the fuck gone. out of here. Yeah. Like, yeah. don't give them the attention. Yeah. It's like a crying fucking kid. Like, just. Don't give them. But instead, the students are like, all right. Yeah, because they're students. They're fucking, you know, they're full of Bunch fucking of piss and vinegar. Vinegar? Piss and vinegar, yeah. I think it's bigger. Uh, I always, I've always seen piss and vinegar. Though. Okay. Well, there's there's an Against Me song called Piss and Vinegar, so I'm I always think it's... Piss and vinegar makes more sense. They're full of something. I'm going to stick with piss and vinegar. I am too, but yeah, they're full of it. You know? they're, they're like, they're, they want... Like, young adults want something to rally against. Yeah. They want, I mean, you know, I, I feel. Well, and we'll kind of get to it, too, but, like, th- if you're attending Notre Dame University, I'm assuming you're, you're probably pretty strong in your Catholic faith. Yeah. So you've grown up with this bullshit of, we'll get to it, yeah. Yeah. Uh, well, that's actually the very next line of the thing here. So many of these students had grown up hearing all of the Klan's bullshit that labeled them as unpatriotic, lesser than members of society, and with the Klan being right there in their town, their disagreement with those sentiments seemed to suddenly have had a place to be expressed. Uh, like The opportunity to combat that narrative has yeah. presented itself. Uh, so we'll take a break there. Um, Let's get paid! 
Right. The plan have arrived in South Bend. All right. Students are well aware. They're pissed. And it is time for the students to do something. It's about to be on. Don't go away. We'll be right back. Yeah. Yeah. Just a second. Yeah. One second. All right. Okay. Go. It's probably like a minute. Go. All right, and we are back. So, yes, uh, the Klan has arrived in South Bend. Uh, students are starting to kind of see what's going on. One student named uh, Bill uh, had his last name, and I think I accidentally deleted it, so I'm not sure what his last name It's Bill. Bill. Notre Dame Bill. Yeah, Notre Dame Bill. Uh, he gets he gets woken up by one of his roommates, uh, and he's told that the Klan is burning a cross on the Notre Dame campus. So Bill jumps up. Gets I, a, what? They're Christian. Like, they have crosses I've never heard of the burning cross right? thing. Yeah. I mean, they believe in God. Like, what? I, like, I don't know if it's I like, guess we just don't understand these clansmen, Josh. I don't know if it's supposed to be like, you're going to burn in hell. Yeah. I don't know. Uh, it, you know, uh, for some reason, I've never been able to uh, <laughs> yeah. understand the clans. Can't identify with it. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but it's so kind Bill, of a good thing. Bill kind jumps up, thing. gets a group of people together, and they all go look, running towards the campus to look for this uh, cross burning. So it turned out that the cross burning was nothing more than a rumor; it wasn't uh, actually happening. But uh, you know, along their along the way, Bill's group runs into other groups of Notre Dame students. Yeah. So it's and they're just, all like everybody's looking for a fight. I everybody's know. out looking for some Klansmen right yeah. now. They're, look, they're trying to figure out what the fuck's going on. So it's just growing. Like the students are just growing. The more you, the more people that get into a group, and the, the dumber yeah, the and more, more aggressive on. the overall group. <laughs> yes, I mean I, I can see what the Notre Dame students are pissed off about. Yeah, but um, you know, violence doesn't. It really. Anytime you get a bunch of dudes together, yeah, and there's any kind of hostility in the air, yeah, yeah, shit's only going to get And they can worse. like all point it towards one, like <laughs> yeah. one object or you know yes. destination or whatever. Yeah, yeah. So that, and that's what's happening here. So they hear. That the clan is like downtown, like directing traffic, and everybody's arriving. So they they're directing fucking traffic. So they head that direction. Yeah, on foot they run like two miles from. It's like two miles from the campus to where like all this is going on, uh, which leaves pretty much the campus at this point is now empty. Yeah. Like everybody from Notre Dame is out in the streets. Wow, heading towards the clan. The exact opposite from that guy's yeah. like <laughs> message. Yeah. Matthew Walsh's message yep. uh, has been ignored. So when the students arrive, uh, you know downtown, they see they see Klansmen everywhere, uh, and members of the Klan are like still pulling in and trying to figure out where to go. Like you know they're in their cars and vans and shit, and they kind of just like they're still like at this time, like it's like like it said most like I said most Klan like when they arrive in places, they're kind of like greeted, like they're kind of welcomed almost. Yeah. Like they don't usually face hostility. Or backlash. They haven't really geared up their hate yet. They're like, uh, well, they're definitely geared up their hate, but like, it's not the internet's really not around. So like, yeah. most groups that are still kind of like minorities and held back, they don't really have a voice yet. So, for the most part, America is still very white. They're like, welcome, come religious on. Christian country. So yeah, yeah, you know, just well, you know, howdy, <laughs> <laughs> nice robes you got there. Uh, look very clean. Uh, so members of the clan that are looking for places to park and such, they start asking kid like students, like, "Hey, you know, where should we go? Like, we're we're here for the rally, guys." <laughs> so the students start telling them, "Oh yeah, head that way." Like they start sending them down alleyways, where there's groups of other students waiting. Oh shit! So as these 
Klansmen go down these alleys to try to find where they're going, uh, the students jump them and just kick the shit out of them. They just start kicking the shit out of Klansmen, like, all, right. all over the place. Uh, and after they would beat the fuck out of a Klansman, they would take the robe as a trophy. Oh. <laughs> so, uh, this really threw the clan for a loop. Yeah. Because they were not used to this, and they started to kind of gather in groups, letting each other know what was going on. Uh, so they, they they start regrouping, you know, coming up with new plans. At the same time, the Notre Dame students are all kind of starting to get together and going over their next moves. So you're starting to uh, yeah. get, you know, everybody's starting to strategize a little bit. So at some point, presumably after punching a Klansman in the face a few times, old Bill, he emerges from one of the alleyways. Uh, he's wearing the robe now as a trophy, <laughs> which I would have thought a smart play here would have been like a bunch of students just put the robes on and then just go pretend to be. Yeah. Until you can kind of infiltrate the center of it yeah. and then wreak chaos from the center, from the inside. Sure. But so he emerges and he sees a group of Notre Dame students uh, with their arms locked together in the wedge formation. Yeah. So, like, in college football, it's now an illegal. Or like rugby and stuff. And in rugby and stuff. Like, yeah. it's now an illegal move in football. Yeah. But, you know, you used to be able to interlock your arms together. Oh, really? You can do that in football? Yeah. Oh, wow. And you just mow people down. Well, fuck yeah, you could. <laughs> so, I've seen it in some mosh pits, too. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Some I, of those if, fucking hardcore shows. Like, we enjoy this music so much, we're going to light up and fuck all of you. So he sees these, these students doing this and just mowing down Klansmen. And then as soon as like they would put them on the ground, other students would like just come running from like sidewalks and like yeah. all this stuff, and Damn. they would like take a couple shots, steal robes. Hell yeah! So they were just fucking up clansmen left and right. Uh, clansmen started scattering and running for help. Uh, they were like a lot of them started hiding in gas stations and stuff. <laughs> like they just didn't know what to do. Yeah. Uh, I'm also I don't know what you wear under your robes as a clansman, but I like can imagine there's a plenty of like half naked adult grown up men. Yeah. Just scattering <laughs> in fear at this point. So, uh, what do they wear? A local deputy sheriff began to panic because he he himself was a Klansman. Oh shit! Uh, and he had been placed in charge of the department for the day because the county sheriff had coincidentally decided to take that weekend off vacation. Very smart because move. he's probably also a Klansman, yeah. <laughs> and he didn't want any of this shit. He's like, I got to be in a parade. I can't be working. So the deputy called the governor and requested that he send in the national guard, and the governor. Basically said, I I just don't feel comfortable taking sides. <laughs> you guys work this out. So yeah, like instead of doing the right thing and being on the student side and being like, well, yeah, why the fuck are you guys there anyways? Yeah, get the fuck get out, the fuck of, out of South Bend. He's just like, I'm just gonna be neutral. On this yeah, one, guys. I'm, a, guys, I'm a guys, coward. You guys work this out. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna look over here. <laughs> yeah. So <laughs> this has all happened in the morning. So it is now 11:30 in the morning. Like, it's already chaos, and it's only 11.30 in the morning. The South Bend Tribune reported that not a single Klansman could be found in the business dis district. The feeling amongst the students at this point was that they were in control and had the Klan on the ropes. They had so many robes that the students themselves had held a spur-of-the-moment, unpermitted parade. Huh. The Klan was just baffled by the entire situation. The Klan calls a meeting with Police Chief Lawrence Lane and the mayor... Uh, and they put together, or they get together, and they make another request for a, par a parade permit. Like, we want a parade, guys. <laughs> they got to have theirs. We want one. They took our robes. We have candy to throw <laughs> out. We got our clan queen and king we got to show off. <laughs> so they were again rejected. Uh... This made the clan realize for the first time that maybe they weren't welcome in South Bend. 
and that they were not going to have law enforcement support on this. So the students begin marching towards the Klan quarters in South Bend, that you know that building where they have the Red Cross. Yeah, they're able to find it pretty easily because of that Red yeah. Cross. So the offices on the third floor at the bottom of the building was a grocery store. When the students arrived, they found a couple of large barrels of potatoes, which I love potatoes. I love potatoes too, and Dude. as somebody that has quite a lot of Irish in their blood, uh-huh. I find this hilarious that a bunch of Catholics show up and they see potatoes. <laughs> And they immediately go, those are weapons. Oh! <laughs> so, because the potato you see has many uses. Yeah, okay. So, the first potato... <laughs> One potato, two potato, three potato, four. four. <laughs> the first one goes <laughs> crashing through the window of the third floor of the clan quarters. More and more potatoes begin to be thrown. The bulbs lighting up the Red Cross were busted one by one by the students. Uh, each ball that was busted would be accompanied by a cheer from the group below. Hell yeah. One ball remained, but students kept throwing potatoes at it for the next hour trying to bust it. <laughs> they just couldn't do it, though. Finally, someone in the crowd yelled, Harry! Announcing the arrival of Notre Dame's starting quarterback, Harry Studdenberg. Harry walked through the crowd. It parted. <laughs> red sea. And somebody handed Harry a potato. And Harry looked at the last ball... And looked around, and the crowd went silent. And Harry squared up, and he threw the potato, and boom, the ball nice. busted. So the star cornerback. I bet Harry busted a few bulbs after that, too. You know what I'm saying? So what a scene. Yeah. What a fucking, that's the movie. How did Rudy get made? <laughs> Not that. Before this. Harry. Harry. And wasn't Rudy's last name stood? Like. Fuck, I don't know. Stunberg or Studebaker. They didn't chant his whole name. Rudy Studebaker. (laughs) Was it Rudy Uh, Studebaker? So after an hour of potato throwing, (laughs) Bill looked around and observed the scene. There were two empty potato barrels, shattered windows and light bulbs, zero police presence. No authorities had arrived to help the Klan. Bill and over 100 of his fellow students realized that they were free to do as they deemed fit. So they charged the building with plans of invading it and taking over the Klan quarters. The students broke through the door and began heading up the stairs to the clan's office. Bill, leading the charge, suddenly sees a man appear with a pistol, and the man shoves it into Bill's chest. Oh, shit. Bill and the students stop. The man tells the students that he is Reverend Jack Horton of the Cavalry Baptist Church, and he demands that the students leave the fucking building. And Bill throws his arms up. Okay, all right, you know, you got me. And him and the students slowly retreat back into the street. And they regroup, and they discuss what to do next. So four seniors from Notre Dame, they get a white flag and wave it. uh, And they ask to meet with the Klan up in the office. Yeah. So they go up. The four students go up. Can we have our potatoes back? (laughs) Yeah. We just just want our potatoes. Yeah. We're going to make some cheesy bacon mashed potatoes. They're up there for about an hour. And then one of the students that's up there pops us out the window, and he says, hey, we struck a deal with the Klan. So he says, quote, we will let them parade if they are not in their robes and if they leave their revolvers behind. So the students all kind of look around. Okay, that's cool with us. We'll let them do this. Compromise. They compromised. Okay. So it's now 2 p.m. And the two priests who had originally went to speak with Chief Lane returned to his office once again and told him what was going on. Like the streets are all blocked. There's fucking windows being smashed. People are being beat up. You've got to do something about this. And Larry Lane, the chief, responds, well, boys will be boys. Yeah, they will. So, meanwhile, the Klan had gathered at the park where their rally was planned to start. 
It's like, like both sides are white. We don't know what to do. And it started drizzling a little bit, a little bit of rain. Uh, about 2,000 Klansmen began to arrive. There were hooded guards at every entrance of the park. To enter, you had to either have a Klan membership card or you had to know the secret password. Ooh. Which, which one's password? Just hate. <laughs> uh, somehow, one student managed to enter the park. A Klansman saw him, pulled out his gun, and took a shot at him. Whoa. He missed, though. The student ran off, left the park, and found his friends where they noticed that he had a fresh powder burn on his sleeve where the, where the bullet went through it. Uh, down at a pool hall, the students had gathered. One of the seniors was leading the group and told his fellow students that they would not interrupt the Klan unless they violated the terms of their agreement or if the police requested the students' assistance. So around this time, the Klan leader, D.C. Stevenson, arrived in town and could not fucking believe what was happening. <laughs> and also, real quick to back up, I thought when I first started like hearing about this story, I thought the if I was one of these students that met with the clan up there. When I said, we've reached an agreement, we will let them have this parade as long as they leave the revolvers behind, I would have done the wink-wink. And then as soon as we got all the revolvers left behind, I would have kicked the shit out of the clan because yeah. now I know they're not armed. <laughs> but apparently that wasn't, they weren't setting them up like that, which I really hoped was what was happening. Yeah. But so D.C. Stevenson shows up. Uh, he's just blown away like this is happening to his beloved group they're taking his robes and... he sees all the clansmen huddled together in the park under watch of the mounted policemen he realizes that the police were not supporting the clan but were keeping a watch over them because like all the policemen they're not like they have they don't have their backs turned towards the clan like watching the students yeah they're all watching the clan so he also looks around and sees a lot of his men his men look defeated uh this was definitely not like the rally atmosphere that he was used to so Stevenson noticed that... Where's the bubbles? <laughs> He's like, God damn, we know we got bubbles. <laughs> he notices that like there's a bridge that goes over that looks over the park. Uh-huh. And he notices that up on this bridge, like just hundreds of Notre Dame students are up there just keeping an eye on shit. Uh, so, and he, he realizes like that's the parade route and they're not going to get through there with all these students. So he demands to see the chief of police and the mayor, and he sends off one of his little henchmen to get them. <laughs> About this time, a reporter walks by. Stevenson grabs him, and he says, quote, The city and county officials have utterly failed to protect the law-abiding Klansmen in South Bend. The American flag is being trampled upon in the streets of South Bend. The reporter asked Stevenson if he still planned on having a parade. Stevenson replied by pointing at the skies and the little bit of rain that was coming down and said, that he's canceling the parade due to the weather. Because mm. the, the Klan had forgot their, their rainy day robes. Yeah. So what, what are you going to do? They forgot, like, the, the hoods that have the little umbrella built into it, you know? <laughs> yeah. Damn it. How do you expect them to be out spreading the word of hate yeah. when it's raining? It was like a wet t-shirt contest. There's only one thing that defeats hate, and that's, you know, a stormy day. Yeah, because it's like it's going to make their bulges look, you know, it's going to distract everybody. There ain't no penises there. <laughs> it's just Ken doll. Oh, wow. The Ku Klux Klan Ken dolls. Oh. <laughs> so, mark my words, though, he says, we will at some future date have a parade in South Bend, and if necessary, we will bring the United States Army for protection. Oh. I like that he's at some future, sometime. Yeah. One day. I'm going to get my big brother and I'm going to be back. <laughs> we ain't going to stand for this shit. 
Not today we're standing for, but oh, buddy. So by this time. Like, uh, you guys stand for church. There's going to be a day where we're not going to stand for it. <laughs> no, no, no. Today we're going to stand <laughs> for this. And we're going to. We just don't like to be in the rain. <laughs> uh, so we watched that Wizard of Oz get... movie, and we don't really know if we're with the bitches <laughs> we or not. But I can't get these <laughs> the water seemed to really do number on her. So, uh, so Stevenson responded by, "Oh, so by this time, uh, the henchman comes back, and he has Chief Lane. Uh, Chief, the chief walks over to Stevenson and asks, you know, hey, are you still going to have this parade? Stevenson responds by saying, you know, he, he's like, what are you going to do about these hooligans? that have accosted my clan. And the chief again says, are you going to have a parade? And Stevenson, ah, no, I'm canceling it. It's raining. Yeah. You know, can't expect us to be out here in the rain. Uh, again, though, he asks, what are you doing about the students? He even claims that he witnessed on his way in students knocking down old ladies and overturning a baby. Oh, carriage. yeah. <laughs> so the chief simply replied, thank you, and then left. <laughs> so Stevenson is fucking pissed at the lack of respect. Uh, and the rain begins to pour by 6.30 p.m. The Klansmen all attempt to begin leaving South Bend, but the Notre Dame students weren't finished. They had set up a roadblock on the bridge, and the Klansmen had to pass through it to get out of the city. Yeah. The students begin checking cars for Klansmen. Upon discovering a car full of Klansmen, the students smashed in the windshield with baseball bats. One Klansman ran his mouth, so he was pulled out of the car and beaten until a cop showed up to save him. <laughs> Uh, another another point, a car full of clan musicians, you know, because you got to have good tunes. Oh, yeah. Uh, they attempt to pass through the roadblocks. The students see the instruments in the car, so they take all the instruments and just smash the shit out of them. Nice. Uh, a Klansman guarded by an Indiana State trooper approached the roadblock and told the students that they would get theirs. The students likely responded by all doing the jerk-off motion <laughs> and told him to get the fuck out of South Bend. So there was a street a streetcar full of students uh, passing by when a couple of Klansmen encountered some of the students who were nearby, and one of the Klansmen attacked a student with a baseball bat. Uh, in turn, the two Klansmen are chased onto the street, onto the streetcar that was full of students, uh, and one of the people, one of the students that was chasing him, also was a deputy with the uh, sheriff's department. Yeah, he was a student, a student deputy or whatever. So. Uh, the Klansman who had attacked with a baseball bat, once he's on the streetcar, he pulls out a gun, and this deputy quickly disarms him and arrests him. The other Klansman that was there, you know, with him, he immediately begins crying, Aww. and he <laughs> says, I don't have a gun, and I just want to go home. <laughs> so, I don't walk in the end anymore. <laughs> I don't, I'm scared shitless right now. <laughs> My hate ain't strong enough for this. <laughs> so only eight students were arrested. Uh, three of them for assault, two of them for swearing. Oh, what the fuck? <laughs> yeah. I don't know what the other uh, three were arrested for, but eight in total were arrested. Uh, the Klan was gone, though. The students returned to campus. Uh, Matthew Walsh and the priest of Notre Dame never condoned the vigilante justice, but they never disciplined a single student for it. Uh, but for the Klan sympathizers, the, the events in South Bend only convinced them even more that Notre Dame was a sinister institution and that the enemies of America uh, and Protest Protestantism and rural values had to be stopped. Back in South Bend, Deputy Sheriff Colley, who was a uh, Protestant, he was embarrassed that the students had taken over South Bend, and in response, he deputized 30 local Klansmen. 
Local papers portray the students as a crazy potato-throwing mob the following day. <laughs> Pro-Klan newspapers printed allegations that, news, that Notre Dame students assaulted women and children and destroyed American flags. Chief Lawrence Lane... If you can't beat them, just lie, make shit just up make about, shit about, about them. Just fucking... So Chief Larry Control Lane... the narrative. He is upset with the students for their behavior. That evening, the deputy chief called for Chief Lane to meet, like, uh, old Sheriff Colley. He asks for Chief Lane to meet him at the Klan headquarters with the rest of his men at 9 The Klan quarters? The Klan quarters. The deputy chief told Lane that the students were going to continue their attacks, so Lane called in off-duty officers. Everything was quiet on the streets when the Klan put their newly repaired Red Cross in the window. Within minutes, reportedly, you could start to hear, uh, like people running towards the yeah. building. Uh, there was a quote about how somebody said that it sounded like uh, like a bunch of horses were running towards. Yeah. But, like, I mean, the, the, the cross goes up, and, like, within five minutes. They were looking for it. They were about 500 for it. students show up. Jesus. This time, the Klansmen walked out onto the streets with white handkerchiefs tied around their arms and formed a line facing off with students. Any idea what the white handkerchiefs are? Um... In case they gotta blow their nose. <laughs> so they don't have their hood, they don't have the robes and stuff on. Yeah. They have normal clothes on, but they all have white handkerchiefs tied around their arm. This is so if you see this kind of thing, if you're ever like in a uh a riot or a protest or whatever, and you see a group with like identifying shit like that, yeah. That means they need to be able to see who's who. Oh, okay. So, so there's some shit about to go down. Ah. Oh. Uh, this was seen when we had the George Floyd protests, mm-hmm. and all of a sudden you saw a bunch of alt-right groups show up, uh, and you would see various colors yeah. of shit wrapped around people's arms so I, they could identify who the good guys, quote-unquote, <laughs> are. So, the Klansmen were not in their robes, and the students were unsure of who might be a law enforcement officer. And then a potato was thrown from somewhere behind the student crowd. Back and to the left. Back. To the left. It missed its target and hit the brick wall. So the students are kind of laughing, like, you know, whoever that was, you fucking missed. Yeah. And then from the darkness behind the students, Chief Larry Lane, Chief Lawrence Lane's voice rings out, Okay, boys, let's show them who's running this town. And then him and his men run out of the darkness and attack the students with clubs. Oh, shit. Then the the Klansmen begin throwing rocks and bottles, and the brawl is on. Uh... It's a rumble. <laughs> There's like a policeman that's like all of a sudden he catches a bottle to the face and his like face is shattered. Damn. Uh, there's uh, apparently Chief Lane sees a student get shot and dragged out of like the the crowd. Yeah. Uh, there's this. It's it's mayhem. Mayhem. Yeah. yeah. So Chief Lane kind of starts to realize, ah, fuck, this was not a good idea. Uh, so he leaves. He gets out of the whole thing. <laughs> he, he's, ba- like, oh, he's, we ba- gotta figure this out. He's basically Barney Fife. Yeah. Uh, so he runs back to the station and calls local law enforcement for help. <laughs> Hi, I'm the chief of police. <laughs> I need help. Can you said police? He then calls Matthew Walsh and asks him to come down and try to calm the students down. The, the ones he just attacked. Yeah. So the students begin to run away and they regroup. Many of them wanted to keep fighting, but when Walsh arrived, he observed the scene and he knew th- he'd been in like World War One, uh-huh. and he's like, "This isn't going to get better." Yeah, like you know, uh, 
we need to stop this shit. So he climbs up one of this monument and he gives this big speech and he convinces the students to all return to the campus. Uh, the next day, the mayor held two meetings. He met with the Klan and he met with prominent Catholics in the community. And both students are, or both groups are pissed at the students, not the Klan. Yeah. Walsh listened to what both groups had to say. And while he kind of expected that both sides would blame the students, he was surprised, especially when Chief Lane jumped up and proclaimed that he had no idea that a riot was even a possibility <laughs> and that he had no warning of this. Who, me? Sweet old Chief Lane. Ah, I ain't never did nothing to no one. I just wanted to have some coffee. So, uh, the next day, Newt Rockney came down. I know that name. Pretty big name in yeah. the Notre Dame world. He uh, spoke at a campus rally, and he implored the students to obey the college president and refrain from further violence. And then the priests had the students take a no-riot oath. Oh, okay. Now, you're not going to be able to riot no nope. more. I got to hear you say the words. Attempts at a parade the following year were prevented by Republicans who felt that it might hurt the election. Not because <laughs> they just thought, hey, maybe we, you know, yeah, shouldn't not? escalate this shit. Uh, Matthew Walsh remained vigilant. And expressed throughout the rest of his life distrust of local officials and a lot of government officials. He officially made the Notre... He officially coined the name the Fighting Irish for the Notre Dame, though, because of this. This is how they got that name. Oh, Fighting Irish yeah. with the little leprechauns. The Were little there leprechauns involved? You have to assume. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, or you have to assume that if at the time they had leprechauns, uh, this would have been over in like oh, an hour. Yeah. So... I thought like leprechauns would just shoot all their heads off. Yes. That's what they do, right? Yeah, sure. Okay. Oh, yeah. Some of those feisty ones. Yep. Uh, you got some that are in it for the, you know, <laughs> their lucky charms. <laughs> and you got some that are in it for the pot of gold. But you got others that they just want to Yeah, like a good, heads. scary movie. Like a, a crazy, evil leprechaun. Is it called Leprechaun? Yeah, we could. Sorry, <laughs> I got to write it out. Oh, I thought you said you got one. No, it would be a good movie. I mean, it's called Leprechaun. Okay. There's like what, 12 of them. That's what I'll call it then. <laughs> it's already been done! You've seen Leprechaun, right? Yeah, oh, yeah. Jennifer Aniston? Yep. Yeah. In her original nose. And then at one point he's in the hood. Yep. And in space, I and think. And in space at one point, I think. Space, yeah. yeah. Uh, I would have loved it if you had never known there was a Leprechaun horror movie. <laughs> and you were like, I got a really good idea <laughs> yeah. for a horror movie. Well, I'm just It's going to be about an evil Leprechaun. <laughs> so at that summer's Democratic National Convention, the Klan made its strength known when Klan-friendly delegates successfully blocked an anti-Klan movement in the party platform and then stymied the nomination of its sponsor, New York Governor Al Smith. That fall, the Klan helped elect a pro-Klan governor in Indiana who promptly introduced several anti-Catholic bills in the state legislature, including a proposal to outlaw uh, basically Catholic schools. Four years later, the Klan would again mobilize its forces to help defeat candidate Smith in his bid for the White House. As it turned out, however, the sun had already begun to set on the KKK. Infighting and scandal caused membership to decline after 1925. Then came the Great Depression and a successful suit by the federal government for back taxes. So uh, in, in uh, around 1925 or 1930s, the Imperial Wizard received a bill from the IRS, <laughs> uh, but apparently he had like no spells to pay it off. <laughs> uh, so they, they just couldn't afford to be a group. We can't afford to be hateful now. Yeah. So by the by the mid 1930s, the National KKK organization had been reduced to rubble, uh, and I like I said, while it is definitely not what it once was, uh, like it's still out there. Yeah, um, it's I think it's known by different names now. Um, you know whether they 
and I think a lot of those groups all kind of have like their set of hate yeah. that may not perfectly match up with like the other group's set of hate. But it's all the it's all the same it's, fucking bullshit. Yeah, dumb we're, idea. Uh, we're better than somebody else. We're all or... like basically it's we're all a bunch of losers that don't like different people. Yep, and we're scared. We're scared. We don't know what to do. Hold us. Things are changing around Just us. Just hug me. White men aren't in charge anymore. <laughs> Good Christian people are dying. There's a war on Christians. Fuck Bud Light. Fuck it. <laughs> I can't believe Bud Light don't love us no more. Oh, Bud Light. So, yeah, that's the way. That is how Notre Dame became the Fighting Irish. Wow. And uh, while there's probably also a number of episodes we could do about the the problematic behavior of the of the Catholic religion. I do love the story that a bunch of students at Notre Dame just said, fuck it. Yep. Not on our watch. Pass the potatoes. And just beat the shit out of the clan. And part? made them run. And like, you know, the one clansman crying is my favorite part <laughs> of that whole story. Just I'm um, so I don't want to be here. I'm I'll scared. Go, I'll go home. <laughs> I just want to go home. Go home. Oh, my robe's all dirty. I gotta have it washed. <laughs> my wife's gonna be so mad. What she a said. dumb, what a dumb outfit. Yeah. What a just stupid a robe and a hood. I mean, they're not they're not very smart. Just a, just overall, just a completely stupid group. Yeah. Full of a bunch of fucking morons. <laughs> and in a fight, like, if I, like, today go outside and there's a Klansman walking around and I fight him, he is in the worst fucking outfit for this fight. Yeah. You, there's not a lot of movement in a robe. Like, you can get kind of caught. Your knees can get kind of caught yeah, up. Yeah, it's hard to... It's hard if to... I can turn your hood around, you're done. Pull it up over, like, a hockey okay, fight. A hockey gonna... fight him. Yep. Yeah, like, I don't know how the Klan has lasted... Because it's hate. It's not going to go away. Yeah, I just feel like, I mean, they're very easy. I, I think that's why a lot of, like, different groups have started springing up now where they don't wear those specific outfits because yeah. it's not as easily identifiable. Uh-huh. Like, today, if you were driving on the street and you saw a Klan rally, or, like, if you at any time could, you would easily be able to go, oh, that's the Klan. Let's go, you know, yeah. beat them senseless. <laughs> it's pretty easy to figure out who the Klan is. But yeah. now it's like, these dudes that look like me, unfortunately, like big yeah, beard, yeah, you know, cargo camo shorts. So, I don't know, fuck the clan, fuck them. I think that's a easily a strong opinion that, that we can, support yeah, on the show. Both of us together. <laughs> yes, fuck, fuck the clan. The clan. Uh, I've heard tell that at one point, I don't know if this is true. This is a rumor I heard back when I was younger. But I've heard, like, we're in Parkersburg, uh-huh. West Virginia. West Virginia. I've heard that Williamstown, West Virginia, used to be a pretty uh, key center for the Klan. Really? I don't know if that's true. I don't know if that still rings true. Let's do some investigation. Wouldn't surprise me. It does start with a W, as does the word white. Yes, there you go. So. They, they, they probably do look for things like that. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, probably if we looked into who Williamson was named after, it probably turns out it's... That seems like damn, a lot of work. I'm going to let you do that. damn racist. I'm going to let you do that, but I look forward to hearing about okay. it. Okay. Right. <laughs> yeah, I'm glad you were going to let me do oh, that. Oh, yeah, man. I appreciate it. Have fun. Well, all right. <laughs> any uh, any last thoughts on the clan or... Just fuck them, mm-hmm. you know? If you don't like someone, just fucking don't look at them. If any clan members are listening to this, yeah, 
uh, fuck you. you know, eat my dick. Yeah. <laughs> eat his dick. You stupid piece of shit. Yeah, just live and let live, man. Uh, you know, just go jump off a bridge. Yeah. Uh, your robe will be great for that. It'll probably... Have fun. <laughs> help you float. Bye. <laughs> All right, we'll be back. I'll say that to the clansmen. Next time. Jumps. Yeah, we'll be uh, back. Joel's going to write a Leprechaun story. Yep, it's going to be a movie. He's going to write the very first ever Leprechaun horror movie. Yep. Looking forward to that. Maybe Warwick <laughs> Davis is available to act in it. Who? Warwick Davis. He played the Leprechaun. Uh, I'm going to have you play the Leprechaun. Ooh. <laughs> so i got to work on that. Uh, what is the, what's the, uh, how does he say the Lucky Charms thing? They're trying to steal me Lucky Charms. Wow. They're always after me Lucky Charms. That was really good. Is that it? I don't know. <laughs> I remember on Wayne's World, Garth was always Oh, yeah. There. I'm the leprechaun. Stop it, Gar- Stop it <laughs> Wayne. Yeah. Okay. Well, I think that's all we got. Peace out.